And welcome back to Glitter Budget with your host, Dan Jeanette. And Jess. And in today's episode, we're continuing our sci-fi movie series with Serenity from the year 2005, which is a continuation of the show Firefly that was so struck good. down so early. Fuck you, Fox. Fox, the devil. Oh, the devil. It only had 13 episodes. Yes, but Serenity apparently is supposed to take place six months after the last episode, and I guess um, there was three comic books published by Dark Horse Comics that kind of fill in the gap of what happened between then and the movie. Right. Right. So, um, it is written and directed by Joss Whedon. Naturally. Um, naturally. Starring Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, Marina Baccarin, Adam Baldwin, Jewel State, Sean Mayer, Summer Glau, Ron, Gla- Ron Glass, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I don't know if I'm mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. I really love him. Um, David Crumholtz, Michael Hitchcock, and Sarah Paulson. I would just like to go on the record by saying that uh, Gina Torres is hot as hell. She's sexy. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love her. Yeah. She's one of my faves. And I love Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah. And Nathan Fillion. Like, they're, the whole cast I, I really do love. But, um, so I remember... I remember when Firefly was on and we were so super excited to watch every episode. And like they, they aired the episodes out of order in which you see them on like the DVD. Really? Yeah. And I remember I didn't watch it when it was out. I watched Serenity first and then Elle was like, why didn't you watch Firefly? And then didn't fucking tell me that like, that I knew there was only one season, but I assumed that they had like knew that. And didn't leave it on, like, a what the fuck is this bullshit. No, no, no. They were, like I said, they were prematurely canceled uh, because of Fox. Uh, fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> um, like, when it was on, like, we watched it when it was on because it was not too long after, um, like, Buffy had ended, uh, Dollhouse had ended, and all I, and they had Firefly. And when that had, like, there was the one episode in Firefly where Inara, uh, Miranda Baccarin's character, kisses Mrs. Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, like, so much, I guess, controversy or, like, build up to this episode that there was going to be a lesbian scene. And everyone's like, <gasps> as if it's never been done before. Oh, my God. Especially, like, after watching Buffy. Seriously, like, like come on. But, um, <laughs> and then that episode aired and we're like, it was just literally one of the quickest kisses ever. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, so like that, when that had ended, it was kind of open, not even kind of open-ended, it was pretty open-ended, like there was no resolution to the show or anything. So it was kind of like the fans brought it back. They're like, we need more. We need closure. I seriously, it was it was valid. It was a valid uprising and demand. I think it was like, to my knowledge, one of the first times where fans kind of like helped bring something back. And now, like, Netflix has done that quite a bit with like mm-hmm. saving shows that were uh, prematurely canceled on. Lucifer was one. Their state, yeah, Lucifer yeah. was one. Um, but there are a couple others. I'm pretty sure there were others that were. There's there's like, like a small handful of others and. I've definitely felt the same way with certain like series where I'm like maybe they'll maybe Netflix will pick it up. Yeah. Like magicians. 
Yeah. Which didn't like. Right, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to go on a tangent about that. Like, let's just move. Let's just move on. But um, I remember watching it in theaters, being like so super pumped because I was devastated when it ended because I loved it because I, I I have like a very special place in my heart for Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk, and I very much loved that they did this short little uh like uh web series called like Con- the Con Man. Yeah, and that was about. Kind of like a quote washed up sci fi actor, Alan Tudyk's character, <laughs> um, doing conventions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny and uh, definitely worth a watch if you ever do watch it because it was only like I think available uh, online. I think you can find it on like iTunes or whatever, but it is funny. And so I was devastated when the show ended, and I was so super pumped that the fans were able to rally enough and get like enough backing to get it into a feature film yeah and there are <laughs> in the background of one of the one of the scenes in serenity you can see these crates that say um do not destroy and it was kind of like an in joke because all of all of the stuff that was from firefly a lot it was destroyed <laughs> Wow. Yeah, because... Just, like, really, dr- like, drive that, that knife in there, Fox. Yeah, so they're Damn. like, just don't, like, don't destroy this. And actually, Nathan Fillion is the reason that they were able to, like, build the ship because he had taken pictures of the blueprints of how the ship was supposed to be built. Yeah, which is amazing. And I kind of want to know, like, like, did he secretly have intent of, like, I'm going to keep this going somehow, and I need, like, everything that I could possibly get. I think he was so excited to work with Joss Whedon again um, that he had he had taken pictures of as, mon- as many things as possible, like like the blueprints for uh, the Firefly and just a whole bunch of stuff. And so, like, when they did Serenity, he was like, hey, I have a I blueprint <laughs> because they got rid of I just picture him, like, being super fanboy, like, super excited, like, guys, 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 guys. Guess what I got? Guess what I got? Look at all the things that I got. I can help. I can help. I can, I can need my help. I can help. Yes. <laughs> That's, that is pretty much it. He is just a lovable goofball Canadian. Oh. I love him. But um, this kind of like what happens in this movie, um, like they were building up to it in the show of these kind of like horrific, terrifying creatures called the Reavers. Mm. And they were... They literally send the bravest of people into like into tears because they're like they are terrifying. Like they yeah. kind of in the show anyway. They you don't know how they came about. They don't know the origin of the ravers. They don't know anything. Um, and kind of like the way that they breed, quote unquote, more reavers is from the horrors that they inflict on other people. So like reavers don't leave survivors. And if there is one survivor, that person in turn ends up becoming a reaver because of all the shit that they witnessed. Yeah. And that's the only way that they can cope is to kind of like turn into what they had seen. And they have an episode in Firefly where that they show that like there was one person left alive. And I was like, um, he's not he's not going to be OK. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie, they show the origin of the reavers. And if they had had a season two. That was like by the end of season two, that was they were going to find Miranda, the planet where they had 
they had done, they had the packs and they released the packs and that's where the Reavers came from. And it was, uh, Mal was kind of like, his whole thing was that he did not want the government to be in charge of like everything to kind of like the opposite sort of, of what happened in Starship Troopers. Yeah. Like you kind of had to sign up and like you had to enlist in order to be able to do anything. And Mal and Zoe were very much against that. They were fighting. They were the independents. They were fighting the Alliance. Yes. The government. And what they end up finding out in this movie is that the Alliance had tried to make people into like the perfect citizens to pacify them in such a way to so that they wouldn't try to fight back. They wouldn't try to do anything like that. Um, but this chemical that they had released into the, into the atmosphere, um, it worked for a percentage of the population, but there was an even smaller percentage that it went completely awry. It was instead of pacifying the population, it ended up turning them completely violent and trying like mutilating mutilating themselves mutilating other people and just leaving chaos in their wake yeah. well even like the small like it really really technically work for anybody because like eventually the ones that it did work for they eventually got to that point where like they literally did nothing they yeah. just sat down and didn't move until they died yeah they they cared so little they were pacified so much they're pacified into non-existence so, didn't work, government. Didn't work. You done fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, how, like, the readers... Ca- readers? <laughs> <laughs> the Reavers breed more Reavers just based on the the violence and mutilation alone. So, the government realized... The Alliance had realized, okay, that, that failed. So, we're going to try to erase this from the history books. We're going to erase the entire planet. <laughs> this didn't happen. Yeah. That that didn't that wasn't a thing. <laughs> so um, that planet is Miranda is just behind a wall of reavers, and they end up finding Miranda because of River. River is a, an experiment that the Alliance had yep. on people to try to make them like these like sleeper soldiers. Yeah, she was like. Not only the perfect sleeper soldier, but also psychic. Yes. So. And she was, like, really smart. Both she and Simon were, like, their brother and sister. They're very, very smart. And she was so smart that she was accepted into this academy yeah. that ended up being... It was an alliance-run academy, and they ended up using their subjects as experiments to try to make them into what River ended up being. And she gleaned, because she is psychic, she gleaned certain information from higher-ups in the Alliance military. And when Simon broke her out, that's when the operative had to go and eliminate it. (laughs) Had to go get back their uh, property. Exactly. (laughs) I like, though, how... uh yeah, because like a lot of the the fight sequences and stuff, especially with River slash Summer, <laughs> your brain was like, I, uh, 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 oh, you get where like, yeah. Anyways, River and Summer. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. I just I liked her fight scenes. And I always thought they were very like fluid. Mm-hmm. And then learning that she was a professional dancer at one point until she had an injury that brought her to acting. But mm-hmm. how she was able to like tap into her dance skills for those fight scenes, I mm-hmm. thought was really cool. Yeah, and also one of the cameramen uh, was a dancer as oh, well, yeah, and he yeah. was able to. Um, work his dance skills into his camera skills as well. That's why some of the camera angles are like really unique and everything. And throughout this series of Firefly, you kind of see River as being like this. She seems like she's mentally unhinged. And it's it was really cool to see her in this movie being like, like you see her f- pretty much her full potential. And she, I think what was driving her insane was keeping this secret. Yeah. And they, they allude to that, too, that, like, the reason she wasn't really able to communicate well or she would, like, misfire some synapses and everything. And it would, it, she wasn't able to communicate because she had this secret that she couldn't access because it was, like, hidden deep into, like, the recesses of her memory. That's what those are the words that I was looking for, Tanks. Welcome. Um, so she kind of seems, like, very much more put together. By the end, especially by the end of this movie. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool. And you see her be super badass, and she tells Simon, like, you know, you always take care of me. Yeah. And now take it's, care of you. It's my turn. turn. And then she kicks in. But I had, I had a, a Serenity poster up in my room, my dorm room in college, and it's like a kind of like a silhouette of River, like holding the the axe or whatever that she has near the end. Yeah. And it just says, my turn. And I'm like, face by the ass. <laughs> uh, how, when you first saw it, how how hard did you cry? Oh, I cried so much. Throughout, like, almost from beginning, like, teary-eyed. Almost from begin, beginning to end. Because it was like, seeing everyone back and, like, just, like, the chemistry between the cast was really, really good. I thought it was really cool. And what Joss Whedon did to wash. Yeah, dude. Uh, and even, like, I mean, obviously, as a previous fan, you know, you said you were already having, like, that connection to the characters hurts so much more, but even me going into it of just really loving that movie and seeing that scene, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was devastated. Like, ugly sobbing in the theater watching that scene. Um, and like already was crying after book. Yeah. And then, but what washes scene, it took me, it took me. And then like near the end of it, like you think that everyone is going to die. Yeah. Everyone. And I would not put it past Joss to do that. (laughs) Um, but not everyone died. But he was planning on having everyone survive. But the reason um, the the studio had wanted everyone to be contractually obligated to a sequel. And because um, Ron Glass and Alan Tudyk could not commit to a sequel, that's why their characters had to die. What the fuck, man? Yeah. But Joss Whedon said, like, if they ever were able to do, like, another another movie for whatever like for whatever reason or um if they continued this story in any way he would have brought them back somehow yeah somehow should figure it out yeah 
Well, the reason they didn't end up doing another movie, though, was because he ended up doing, uh, Joss Whedon ended up doing Avengers. Yeah, because yeah, this movie was his first directorial debut as in cinema, right? Right, yeah. Like, he had done, he had written, I think, the script and the story of the original Buffy movie, but he did not direct it, but then he ended up leaving that project because of... he was uh, the screenwriter for Alien Resurrection, I believe, too. Yeah, he had a lot of, like, writing credits. Yeah. Um... But this was his first directorial di- directorial de- debut, and words are still hard. This was his own movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was devastated. Yeah, but no, that, that got me. Especially the scene leading up to it. You know what I mean? Like, seven leaf on the wind, and just you know. Mal, like, no, no, yes, yes, no, no, yeah. we're at the glider in. And then you just, you think that they make it, and then out of fucking nowhere, I'm like. <sighs> yeah, like, he lulls you into a false sense of security, and then hits you in the gut. Which I, I think that's why I think I take more personal offense to Joss Whedon's character deaths yeah. than I did, um... George R. R. Martin's oh, character deaths him. because there are a lot of like in at least Game of Thrones to me anyway it's not perceived that there's like they were lulled into a false sense of security. No, but I th- no like it's, thinking it's a- like okay everyone's gonna be okay and yeah. then you're kind of like th- you're surrounded by death constantly and then I think with I think the difference between the two is like you said there's a the false sense of you know, hey, like, my favorite character's gonna live, and, you know, because there's nothing, like you said, indicating or leading up that they might die, and then with fucking Game of Thrones, it's, like, that anxiety of, like, anybody could die for any fucking reason at any second. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? And then, in the books, anyway, there was definitely a lot of cliffhangers where you think characters die, Mm -hmm. and then you don't know until, like, the end of the fucking book or the next book that they they are in fact alive which that's that's you're like as a reader you'd be like you piece of shit oh yeah i um i don't know if i ever told you this ellen i'm sorry but i borrowed a couple of her books to read that series and i have thrown that book at least three or four times thank god you never got into ebooks jesus no well they're on my phone now and i'm definitely not gonna throw that like i have a kindle app on my phone yeah but That's I need good. that. Yeah, you do. So, pretty confident I'm not going to throw it. Let's hope not. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I I, I get sick of <laughs> being lulled into, like, oh, everyone, everyone's going to be, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Dead. <laughs> but I think, too, like, especially just that character in particular, and, like, honestly, like, I thought, uh, thought his wife was going to die. Names escaping me right now. I'm Zoe. All, thank you. I'm having an Alzheimer's moment. I thought, honestly, I thought she was going to be next. And I thought, like, the way they portrayed her character, the way that she handled it, like, right after, of, there was no time to mourn. There's no time to even just, like, try to, yeah. you know, get his body out. Like, you had to go. And just the, the type of just shutting, you could tell, like, she was just shutting down and was just like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to purposely put myself into the middle of it with hopes that I don't come out. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> such a strong love <laughs> yeah but I, I think that's why like after they killed Wash and watching it like watching it for the first time I was like so now they're so now he's just, he's just gonna kill everyone 
And that scene, the last scene with um, Simon and River, Summer Glau had gotten very, very attached um, to, oh my God, why can I not remember his name? Oh my God, the guy who plays Simon. The fuck? What the hell? Sean Mayer, Jesus. <laughs> Christ. So, Summer Glau and Sean Mayer had ended up getting very close. And that scene, the last scene between Simon and River, she kept on, like, she could not keep it together. Like, she kept on crying. Oh. And so they had to, like, <laughs> re-film that scene a couple times. Um, but it is, like, you can tell that, like, she's very, even just watching it, you're like, you can just tell that the feelings are genuine. And it's not, like, they don't have to fabricate anything. Yeah. But just everyone you're like wow every, literally everyone's gonna die everyone's gonna die <laughs> everyone's gonna die cool great fantastic Didn't they have a running joke with summer because she like fucked up a line really 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 bad in firefly there was in uh there was a really long intense like dialogue heavy scene and i guess i don't think it was like a one take or anything like that but like they had to film it for a while and it was at the very the end of a speech, she forgot her line. Oh. And so they had to go and like refilm it. So there's like a, a running gag where whenever anyone flubs one of their lines, they would just scream out, Summer! <laughs> <laughs> like blaming her for everything. And I would not want my name attached to something like that. Oh, no. The, the shame would never, it would never cease. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, okay, cool. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. But, and, like, <laughs> I love watching the bloopers for this movie and for the show as well. Because uh, just watching Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk, like, fuck up constantly. <laughs> and I think there was a scene, I think it might have been in Firefly, where, like, there were supposed to be, like, tiny explosions going off. Like, it was, um... They were shooting in in the Firefly, in Serenity. Yeah. And Wash is supposed to be running away from the fi- from the firework. The fireworks, the uh the fire the, the fi- explosion. The Gun- fire. Gunfire. Gunfire, gunfire. okay. <laughs> and one of the explosions ends up hitting him in the ass. Oh. to see him kind of like <laughs> like grab his ass and like oh my god oh it's funny though it's awesome <laughs> but yeah so I was I was very glad that they were able to like tie up everything and I love I'm gonna butcher his name again Twiddle Ejiofor's character the operative yeah and he just had like some of the best lines just his whole like persona and personality too was perfect yeah like mal was saying like i don't kill children he's like i do yeah and just but his delivery of it too it's just like oh okay yeah cool. that's what you, you know and that's why like there are a couple different characters like in ara's in ara and book they tell they tell mal like the reason he's so dangerous is because he believes in whatever he's doing yeah so just that blind passionate belief so dangerous yeah so like in shepherd tells like uh book tells him like i don't care what you believe just believe it yeah 
and that way your your intensity can match his and then you'll you'll have a fighting chance of survival. Yeah. I mean and like Mal in his own way has that kind of has some like something along those lines similar to him. Like, you know, when he obviously knew that the alliance was going to be there, so they you know, took the reavers to them, you know, and he was just like there are a lot of a lot of good men up there dying. He was just like, Yeah, I know. Like, yep. Yeah. Very much well aware. Like, instead of helping the the one poor guy on to their like little speed cruiser thing of just, you know, when the reavers got him just shooting him and people kind of being a little bit upset and he's just like it needed to be done. Like it was a mercy yeah kind of thing. And so I mean there's definitely that grit and that part of him that could put emotion aside and understand that people are gonna die. Like it's a calculated risk mm-hmm. and sometimes it needs to be taken. And he like feels that way, especially about his crew. Like he will do whatever it takes. Like if he if he considers you part of his crew, he will do whatever it takes to make sure that his crew is safe. Yeah. That his crew is taken care of. And that's why he's like, you know, we've been we've been flying around for like weeks, months, low on food, low on money. Like uh, we need to do what we need to do in order to like make sure that we can stay flying because yeah. the ship's falling apart. My crew hasn't been fed or paid. <laughs> so that's why that guy had to go. Yeah. And he already ha- has it kind of like built into him that he he's got that gritty good guy thing going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he couldn't really he has a hard time expressing it sometimes which is why anara left yeah i loved <laughs> their video call and everyone else in like the cockpit just eating popcorn <laughs> and watching it it's throwing the popcorn yeah. at the screen <laughs> when they're like just like <laughs> mal comes up and he's like you see us fight no trap <laughs> oh that was in the bloopers there's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a very intense scene where um it's the it's the planet that book ended up kind of like staying on after the events of what happened in firefly mm, yeah um but the operative it's like if you're if your prey runs the ground, leave no ground to go to. So the operative is trying to like essentially obliterate any safe haven that Mal and his crew would go to. Excuse me. And he starts off with um where Shepherd Book is, and he like they kill the entire everyone on the planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was those scene was heartbreaking when they go into it. Yeah, because they um there were kids on that planet that the crew was very friendly with. They were like attached to and book ended up like destroying the ship that was destroying them. And he's like, you know, it's not very preachery of me. It's like, you know, doesn't matter. I mean, I look forward to being bored by many more of your sermons before you go. Yeah. (laughs) But that's, it's a very intense, sad scene, but there's a blooper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where Nathan Fillion, he's coming out of the ship and he's giving everyone um, instructions on what they're going to do. This is why, like, before, like, when they decide, okay, we're going to go into Reaver territory, we're going to go after the planet that the government tried to hide. Yeah. So they don't know what's on the other side of the Reaver territory. They just know that, like, okay, um, this is what happened. 
so we got to figure out a way to make this fucking guy stop. Yeah. And <laughs> Nathan Fillion is just like, you know, <laughs> just makes everyone laugh after a very, it's supposed to be a very intense, sad scene. Yeah. And he's just like, get this fucking guy, like, strap that kid up to the can, blah, blah, blah. And like everyone's just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's good times. You should watch bloopers. Yeah, that is one thing I don't really do, and I should probably start doing that more. I don't watch bloopers. I don't know why, though. Oh, I love bl- I get very sad if there are no bloopers, and especially <laughs> for, like, movies and shows. I know it sounds horrible, but, like, movies and shows that are, like, very serious, sad, all that kind of stuff. Like, I need to see you need the, to see the lighter side of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I need. It would help with some of the coping processes. <laughs> But it helps with like seeing how the actors had to do different scenes, like whether even if it's not necessarily like a straight up blooper, but just seeing like a behind the scenes of like how they had to do the show, the movie, the whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know what movie it was, but it's like a picture of. I think that it was a centaur. It was supposed to be a centaur yeah. and like a unicorn. Yeah, and the guy is just on a green screen horse thing <laughs> and they actually did have like a white horse probably like with like a horn attached to its yeah. head and they're like see the unicorns are real but the centaurs are fucking fake <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um i would strongly recommend firefly and then serenity yes um watching those orders those orders watching that order watching yeah. that order you have a better appreciation of the movie Yes. And, you know, it'd be fun to just enjoy both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's good, very, very good stuff um, before, you know, all the Joss Whedon controversy. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that another time. Yeah. Let's, let's end on a high note. Let's all end right. on a high note. Uh, where did you end up watching it? Uh, you can run it through Amazon. For like Trace Dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I have the Blu-ray. Of course you do. Uh, of course I do. <laughs> That's how you can watch the bloopers. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch them with you at some point. It's good times. good times. And just behind the scenes shit in general. That's why why I have so many movies. <laughs> I like watching that shit. Anyway, check out Firefly. Then check out Serenity. And check out our episode next week, which we're doing. Oh, oh shit. Uh, Tremors. But sure. Yeah. Tremors. Doing it. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that next week. Uh, if you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. This We're a hot mess. Climb on board. <laughs> All feel better s- about yourself. <laughs> All of our social medias will be linked in the description box down below. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.